La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac pic-pac, pic-pic Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong Welcome to our last French Rugby Connection podcast with Véronique Lindiou, moi and... And moi, Michel Lapierce <laughs> Michael Pierce Oh là là But no worries, don't worry. We'll be back fresh and full of beans on uh, early January. And maybe we might, uh, we've got a, a few other ideas and I've got a line of guests as well um, for, for you. Marvellous. So, how was your week, Mike? Well, you know, we're all a bit flat, aren't we, with Tier 4 and the fact that Dover's blocked. And But we'll forget all that. Rugby wise, it was uh, it was a it was a good weekend, and I managed to get to see a game, which which was you know which, which was marvelous. But uh, we'll talk about that later. What about you? How was your weekend? Um, that was good. You know, very heavy. Uh, again, you know, busy watching or listening to some rugby. So I'm glad we still have that. It's like an escape. We all need something in this life. Yeah, don't we because... just. If there was no sport like it was during a tea, um, the, the first lockdown, that was a very, very, very yeah. depressing time. So at least we've got um, uh, some rugby to watch. And yeah, kudos to the EPCR, to Vincent Gaillard and Simon Halliday, you know, to, uh, to work on this, um, this very complex competition altogether. Yeah. You know, we're talking about 24 teams, 24 teams coming from, I think they are, Eight, eight from the UK, seven from France, two from uh, Ireland, and then more in uh, and some more from Scotland and uh, and Italy as well. So yeah. it's not uh, it's quite a complicated affair. Plus, you got Challenge Cup as well with 12, 12 teams to to manage. So uh, yeah, yeah, well done to them. Absolutely. So first, watch Scarlet versus Toulon. Controversial. Ooh. <laughs> well, I tell you what. My friend was covering the game for Welsh Radio and he was driving down the M4 towards Llanetli and he saw the Toulon, Toulon team bus driving the other way. So he messaged me, he said, I don't know what's going on. I've just seen the, the Toulon team heading back to Cardiff. And of course, you know, they decided that, that they thought the game wasn't safe to play, although EPCR um, did all the necessary checks they felt fit. Um, Scarlets withdrew any players that were at COVID risk, and they even offered to play the game uh, some other time of the weekend. The Scarlets offered to change the players. They offered to do more tests, but Toulon just got on the bus and went home. So um, the ruling is now it's a bonus point win for Scarlets, which I'm sure they wouldn't have got had the match been played. I couldn't see them scoring five tries against uh, or four tries against uh, Toulon. That's for sure. So the French view are according to interviews uh, with Le Maître, with the uh, owner of Toulon and Vincent Gaillard, is, is very much a case of, um, you know, the, the, the players didn't feel safe enough to play, knowing that uh, <laughs> um, Scarlett played the previous week against Bath and Bath couldn't play this week because they had 13 uh, COVID players that got infected. Uh, in Scarlett, there was only one player, uh, but, you know, it was decided that it was a, there was a risk 
too high to take. Uh, being very close to Christmas, they didn't want to endanger the the, the families. So Charles Olivon, you know, um, spoke with with the captain of um, of Toulouse of Toulon, sorry. You know, spoke with um, with Le Maître, uh, who was not there actually, and you know, they, they, and they decided, you know, that uh, it wasn't they, they couldn't play they couldn't play uh, that that game. Um, so what uh, EPCR suggested was maybe to ask the players who wanted to play, who didn't to play, but they felt you know it would have been very unfair, you know. So they were all in one in that uh, in that situation in terms of not not uh, willing to put their health at risk, you know, by playing by by uh, with, with Scarlett, which had one case of COVID and maybe who knows, maybe maybe more, you know, towards the line. So it's it's, it's a shame, but you know, c'est, c'est la vie. Uh, Le Met feels very, very um, hard done by the decision of EPCR. So, um, yes. So to be to be continued. Yeah, it's his, pro- it's his prerogative, I guess. But you know, I think all the all the safety elements had been put in place, and I think you know, I think a lot of people in Toulon are blaming EPCR, but I think they did all they could to to try and allay their fears. And the bottom line is none of the other Scarlet's players had tested positive. But anyway, we'll draw a line under, under that because later that night, there was a cracking game, uh, Wasps against Montpellier. Uh, Wasps uh, beat them 33-14, but uh, a red card for Immelman, six minutes, just six minutes into the game, uh, really was just too much for for Montpellier to cope with. They were still in the hunt. It was twelve seven at half time, but but really the um, the loss of loss of one player, you know, down to fourteen men, took its toll in the end. And um, Wasp scored five tries, so uh, yeah, bonus point win for them. Mm. And uh, what about the 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 day, the day after? There were a few other games, more games cancelled. Yeah, yeah, you're quite right. We had La Rochelle versus Bars, unfortunately, that got cancelled because of COVID. Glasgow was due to play against uh, Lyon, but it got cancelled again because of COVID. And uh, we had Leinster rugby versus Saints. Leinster, very, very strong team. One to watch, very hungry for the cup. 35 to 19. Um, Gloucester versus Ulster was 38 34. Victory for Gloucester. Mm. And then we had Clermont versus Munster. Wow. What a surprise. <laughs> what a game that was. What? Yeah, what a comeback from Munster at uh, start Marcel Michelin, which is very unusual. Yeah. You know, it, it was. Uh, I mean, my arrays again, my beret to Munster. They, they were, you know, at halftime, they were uh, 19 points behind and they managed, you know, to uh, overturn a 19 point deficit to win 39 to 31. So, just a few, a few facts, you know, 24 points were kicked uh, from the boot of JJ Anna Hagan. <laughs> Sorry for the, for, for the pronunciation. Uh, there were some good tries, you know, from Mike Haley, Z- uh, CJ Stander, Kevin Byrne. So um, yeah, so that's uh, s- s- 
amazing. It's nice to see to see the underdog, you know, winning. Because I, I thought, you know, obviously Clermont was a bit uh, was a bit stronger. But uh, well, you know yeah, what? I'll tell you, I mm-hmm. um, I only watched the first half, and I I thought, okay, this game's been won by Clermont. So um, I went and did something else, some work. Came back, looked at the score, and I thought, what? I couldn't believe they turned that round. As you say, especially at uh, Stade Marcel Michelin. If it had been in Toman Park, I could have understood it. But, wow, that is some result. Yeah, knowing that at halftime, you know, Clermont was winning 28-9. to 9. So it's a major, major feast of uh, resistance, you know, for Munster to have won uh, by eight points, actually. Yeah. So the final score was... Uh, uh, 39 for Munster, 31 to to Clermont. Wow. So that was um, that was very very um, that was very positive. Uh, Bordeaux versus Dragons. Yeah, yeah, big win for <laughs> Bordeaux. But uh, to be fair, Dragons had 17 players missing through injury and uh, COVID um, issues, so they really were scraping the barrel. Uh, seven tries for Bordeaux and a hat trick for their Argentinian Santiago Cordero. So yeah, a, a good bonus point win for Bordeaux. Definitely, but having said that, you know you're a bit, uh, you you forgot about uh, Tompkins, Tompkins ex Saracen. He he played quite well, I heard. You oh know, yeah, uh, well, one unfortunately Dragon. one against fifteen. It's a bit of a tough order, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh well. So and the Bordeaux as well. I mean, amazing, amazing uh, feat from from the from um, the Argentinian player, the one you mentioned, yeah, Santiago Cordero. Yes, um, plays very, very well, very closely with um, Jalibert, and twice I think Jalibert helped him. You know, yeah. with, uh, with his uh, with his try. And for Jalibert, you know, that was his first game ever in the European Champions Cups. He was a virgin before. So, yeah, he's done well. He's done very well. I think as a player, that would go very, very far. Yeah. Well, Cadero now is the top try scorer in the competition. He's got four tries in two games. And interestingly, the top four try scorers in the competition are all French. As I say, Cadero's got four. Peno has got two. Matsushima from Claremont has got three. And Mignot from Lyon has got three. So um, the French are, are flying high. In the try scoring stakes. Very good, very good. And then the, the last game of the 19 uh, last week was Cell Sharks versus Edinburgh. Very, very close score, 15 to 16. Yeah. So, um, 20th of December, Toulouse versus Exeter, the game we were really rooting to see, very eager yeah. to, to watch. Unfortunately, got cancelled. I would have loved, yeah, to see Toulouse, you know, uh, win against Exeter. They would have, I'm sure. Yep, and then I was fortunate enough to be at the Stoop on Sunday afternoon for Harlequins against Racing. It's a beautiful day, and uh, well, well, Racing were totally dominant. Uh, Teddy Thomas scored a try in the third minute, and really, they didn't look like losing from there on in. Quinn struggled to match them physically and you know the pace of Teddy Thomas and the skills of Finn Russell Kirtley Beal at centre who is now the tournament's uh, uh, top of the charts in carries 28 top of the charts in metres 246 and top of the charts in breaks which is 
10, uh, seven tries for Racing. And really, they were they were they were a joy to behold. In fairness, yeah, lucky you should have told me you were going. You know, I could have tagged along with you. I would have contacted one of my uh, contacts. They had colleagues. yeah, no, it's only only <laughs> the top only the top journalists allowed in that one. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have gone into the VIP section. Sugar, I not even think about about that. So too many things happened, you know, this week. But yes, I would have loved to be there. Maybe maybe next. Well, it's time, interesting. You know, your listeners may not be aware, but the um. You know the protocols are, are very strict there. We all had to complete a online medical questionnaire on the morning of the match. Did you, you get, pass? You know, yeah. Uh, well, just just well, about interesting because they they check your temperature as you arrive, and apparently I didn't have a temperature at all, so I'm not quite sure what happened there. I might, you know, maybe. <laughs> but I've got away with it anyway. No temperature, and I'm still here. But uh, you know, and. Uh, in fairness, the social distancing—you know—well, obviously, you know, about twenty people in a in a twenty thousand stadium, it's not an issue. But there were hand sanitizers everywhere, and it was very, mm-hmm. very well organised. Yes, yeah. Oh well, next time, next time they play, play again. Um, so, I know can Pule. So we have in Pule leading with the Leinster rugby, Wasp, Bordeaux Beg. La Rochelle. Scarlet um, next. Don't forget Scarlet. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlet. Okay, honey, because it's you. Edinburgh, too low, didn't start too, too well. Uh, lagging behind are usually very strong, but obviously, you know, the, um, the, the too long Scarlet Gate, you know, didn't, hasn't helped yeah. much into their favor. Cell Shark, then Northampton, Bath. I'm quite surprised to see Bath lagging. Uh, Montpellier and then Dragon Dragon for lagging behind for the reason you, you explain and Pool B we have yes yeah. leading the way so we got Lyon Racing Toulouse and then we have Munster um, then Clermont Bristol Bears Chiefs Gloucester uh, Ulster Rugby Connacht Queens and Glasgow so Pool B is very yeah. very looking very yeah. healthy yeah absolutely uh, four, four out of the top five French I mean that's that's a it's a pretty impressive stat isn't it exactly it speaks, uh, speaks volumes I have to say you know top 14 is very very difficult competition probably probably more difficult than the Pro 14 and the Premier League so they are more used to um, they are more used to playing. You know what's what I'm looking for. You know, oh, more... I have no idea. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many to choose. Valiant, from. <laughs> professional or valiant way. You know, there's you know. Yeah, it's, it's competitive, it's, isn't it's it? It's, it's yeah. Yes, it's tough. It's tough out there when you play in the top fourteen. I can, I can tell you that after you know um, comparing after if I compare you know the Premier League, Pro 14, and um, uh, uh, and and the um, and the what's the word I'm looking no, you, for? That's another word. And I don't know. That's two. That's two <laughs> words you're looking for. You've, well, if you, I compare, you've got the wrong dictionary today, haven't the, you? You can't find any of these words. What's going really, on? Have you been drinking on the sherry already? <laughs> no, that's what I'm on diet coke. Now, if I compare all competition, I think you know the. Um, the top fourteen are very much probably the one of the most uh, the one of the hardest competition in, yeah, in rugby yeah. in Europe. Yeah, so, challenge cup, challenge cup. 
as I said, we still have 12 teams, you know, in that uh, in, the, in that competition. Yeah, it's a pretty miserable so, weekend for the French in the Challenge Cup, wasn't it? Uh, the the only yes. team that won were the team that didn't play, and that was Agen, who were given a mm-hmm. bonus point win over Benetton because Ben Benetton couldn't um, couldn't play due to the the COVID situation. But uh, Castra at home, they lost to Newcastle, twenty six seventeen. Breve lost at home to Zebra. 1816. Bayonne, they lost at home to Leicester, 28-20. And London Irish beat Poe in Brentford. Um, the other game, Stade Francais, they were sidelined due to COVID. And uh, Cardiff Blues were given a 28-0 victory there. So a disappointing Challenge Cup weekend for for the French. Yes, and I'm a bit surprised, you know, by, but I was hoping that uh, Paul, Section Paloise, you know, yeah. with their magic in Brentford, but it didn't happen. Uh, but, you know, kudos to them. They had six academy yeah, players the thing, playing yeah. for them. And they were very, very good the first 30 minutes of the match and very, very good <laughs> the yeah. last 30 minutes of the match. But in between, you know, they, they, they struggled a bit. I mean, London Irish, much more. Uh, it's more more, more experience yeah. than playing um, a challenge challenge cup. Um, and regarding oh Bayonne versus Tigers, uh, strong defense from the Tigers, but Bayonne as well. They are yeah they that's a team to 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 watch anyway. <laughs> Right. I guess um, a lot of people may not know, but there is a Boxing Day programme in the top 14. Um, The French have decided that Boxing Day is the 27th, not the 26th. But hey, that's the French for you, isn't it? Huh? (laughs) I told them, you know, I sent I sent a message to top fourteen you know, on Twitter. Say hello, hi there. You know, do you know that it's Boxing Day? It's on the twenty sixth of Not December. Not satisfied with blocking all our freight. Okay, now they're oh. going to change Boxing Day. I mean, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Changing everything. But actually, there's some, there's yes, some great games. Um, the table's all a bit higgledy piggledy at the moment because Montpellier. Well, they've played. They've played less than anyone else. They've only played eight games, and some teams have played 11. Um, Claremont, Leon, and Castro have only played nine. So when these uh, results all catch up, it will make a difference in the table. But um, all the games, I'd say, are on the French version of Boxing Day. Uh, Dimanche, the 27th. See a bit of French creeping in there? Uh, La Rochelle, the mm-hmm. top of the table, they play Montpellier. That's at one o'clock on Sunday. Breve face Leon. Also at one o'clock, uh, a few three o'clock kickoffs. Castra against Bayonne. Uh, Poe are at home to Stade Francais. And uh, Racing are at home to Agen, poor Agen. Um, and then at 5 pm, Toulouse against Bordeaux. What a cracking game that should be. And it all finishes off at eight o'clock on Boxing Day with Toulon against Claremont. So some, some brilliant games lined up there. But let's not forget that tonight um, we have um, Brive that will make the journey to uh, Le Stadium Pierre Fabre in Castres um, at 8 o'clock English time, 9 o'clock French time, you know, and it's a case of, of 
the two teams, you know, um, trying to get away from from the bottom of of the league. So Tuesday, twenty second of December, we'll be we'll find out, you know, um, whether Brive will be thirteen number, you know, ranked ranks thirteen or or cast. Yeah. Because as we know, you know, number fourteen is right now is Agen, which hasn't won any any game so far. Yeah. So it's not. Uh, not looking too good. Of course, good. both teams played, you know, only a couple of days ago, didn't they? Um, in the in the Challenge Cup, so I'd imagine there's a few sore bodies there, but uh, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll soon get into the flow of things. Yes, and both both teams, you know, as yeah. well, lost the games yeah. in the Challenge Cup, but uh, but you know, it it wasn't it was well good preparation, as you call, as you suppose, yeah. you know, for their for their meet uh, tonight. <laughs> Any other business? Anything you forgot to oh, mention? So much. Um, I thought. You... <laughs> I on, have a good on. one for you. In, is this the joke yes. section as well now? Is it? Oh, okay. okay. No, no, not at all. No, it's you know because we uh, it's been such an eventful and oh, <laughs> strange yeah. year. So let's be positive. And what are the best moments that you can recall from 2020 from a marketing standpoint? From a marketing standpoint. Well, <laughs> uh, I know you mentioned this to me um, I'm early. I've just gone through my sort of most most memorable moments. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the five I've chosen. Um, first one was very definitely France against England in Paris in the Six Nations in early February. You know, what a wonderful result that was for France and proof really that, um, you know, they were on a, on the crest of a, of a revival. And... Uh, you know, that was proved in my second greatest moment, which was Wales against France two weeks later at a packed Millennium Stadium, you know, which seems such such a luxury now to be in a crowd with 75,000, you know, singing the passion. You know, little did we think then that uh, that would be the last time we'd experience this for for quite a while but that was a wonderful game and even though France won it was it was still wonderful my third memory which is which is a bit more personal which which I hope you don't mind me sharing everybody is that on the morning of that game I got my first book deal um on the book I've I've just written now hopefully be published next year so that was a that was a, a memorable day all round my fourth best moment came on the 5th of September when Harlequins played Bath at the Stoop. And it was a time when crowds were being gradually allowed back in. There were 2,000 there. And, you know, there was a great air of optimism. You really felt that the worst was behind us and things would only get better. But sadly, um, that was not to be. And I think my fifth one, which is another French moment, and I think one of the... gave me so much joy was the England-France final in the Autumn Nations Cup. Because anybody who, who heard the podcast bit we did before that will know I predicted a huge win for England and I was proved totally wrong and I'm really glad I was proved totally wrong. But what a fabulous game and what a fabulous advert for rugby and French rugby in particular. And, you know, the game going to extra time, it was just, it was just, I think it was everything we love about rugby all encapsulated there in in that one game. So so those are my sort of five standout moments of 
2020. Very good. As I mentioned to you, as you know, you know, I'm a marketer, I'm a marketing consultant. And from a marketing standpoint, for me, you know, uh, my number one, uh, uh, my number one moment or, uh, was definitely from uh, le, Les Bleus. Les Bleus, who thanks to having some new blood in a, in a shape of uh, Fabien Gatier, Sean Edwards, Emmanuel Bagnès, um, new coaches as well, a different way of um, of, uh, of of training. Um, I, I've really, you know, uh, up up the ante for me. So, you know, uh, when I used to speak about the French team, you know, to uh, to some of my friends last year, people used to laugh when I used to say, "Oh, you know, France could win the Six Nations two years ago." They say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, right." <laughs> But uh, I think it's uh, it's been a great achievement, you know, not only from a technical and from uh, from a technical perspective, but also you know from from sharing and for communicating the rugby yeah. values as well to to a large public. Because you remember, you told me that when you met Fabien Gatier, the Suave Fabien Gatier at the Six Nations launch, you asked him, Fabien. What yeah. are your objectives? What would like to, you, what yeah. would like it happen now for France? And he, he said, you know, being very French, you know, very passionate. He said, "I want French people to fall in love with rugby." And he hit, yeah. <laughs> he hit, uh, he hit Didn't it right. He just, Yes, and you know, before we uh, we had that conversation last week, you know, where they said we didn't have any charismatic player. You know, the last player that people remembered were obviously you know the the you know the 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 players from the eighties, nineties, two thousand. We had maybe Chabal, maybe that was the last one that people could remember when people spoke to me about French rugby. But this year we got a plethora of. Of um, of rugby players, and you know everybody has heard now of Antoine yeah. Dupont, Romain mm. Tamac, Mathieu Jalibert, uh, and so on. Um, second highlight is oh, okay. So I, oh, you're still on your first yeah. one, are you? Yeah. How long is this? Is... How long is this podcast going to be? <laughs> Don't worry. People love people love listening to me. You know, they love to listening to me. Um, I have to say, from a technical point of view, that was my marketing branding point of view. From a technical point of view, you know, the the try I really really liked was that try that pass from Virimi Vakatawa that led to a try to Dupont. During the uh, French France versus Wales game, I think it was I can't remember what, what it was twenty eight minutes, but it was a feat of uh, it was a, a thing of beauty because Dupont ended up you know running nearly half the field and yes yeah, called a try, so that was probably my my best moment. Um, my third moment from a content point of view. Hey, come on! It's when I pick up the phone when I say, "Hey," <laughs> I didn't speak like that. I say, "Hey, fancy doing a podcast with me? That would help you with your book." You know, I'm a marketer person. I can help you promote it. And <laughs> when, when is your book ready? Is it legal du rugby? No, no, no. It's called a rugby hard man. And I said, you know, and it started from there because I know you are francophile. You know, it's yeah. got a link. To France as well. Your Absolutely. daughter is married to a yeah. Frenchman. I like cheese. Your your grandson is half French as well. He is. So <laughs> his name is what is his name? No, no I can't. I'm not allowed to because Interpol will find out if I mention his name. 
can't. He's in hiding at the moment. I can't. I can't possibly. Okay. So probably a French name like Jean Pierre or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Jean Pierre or Gaston. Um, so no, I, th- I thought it was a good, uh, good opportunity, you know, for us to. Um, to share you know what's happening yeah. in the top 14 because, because people don't have a clue so and it's nice as well to have not only you know a view from uh, from a man but also a view from from a female as well you know because yeah. we have got uh, i've got different areas of expertise you certainly have, have yeah <laughs> and, and we're, one day we'll discover what they are <laughs> I can teach French. I can do mar- I can do marketing. I've got a very, very. No, very, no. I've seen your CV. Strong... I'm very impressed. It's all right. You don't have to convince me. I've got a very strong networkship. Uh, the fourth thing is, you know, I'm so, so blessed. I'm so humbled to have been able to speak with some rugby legends. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I would forget a few, but you know, ranging from Andrew Mertens, who was probably the most talkative man I ever met in my entire life. Yeah. That... <laughs> Is lovely. Cela, uh, Philippe Cela. Yeah, absolutely. A, a, a treasure. He's a diamond. Such a nice person. Sebastian Mine, very, very open minded and very easy of access as well. Um, Serge Betson, <laughs> Max Malines, uh, Hayden Thompson, Tringer, Rory Teague. Uh, who else? Olivier Magne. Olivier Mann, yeah. I said Sebastian Mann, don't know why. It's such a thrill, um, isn't it, to speak, you know, to these people who you've watched and, and uh, you know, admired for years. It's such a thrill to be able to speak to them one-to-one, isn't it? You, you never sort of lose that. Even, even though I sort of do it for a living now, I still, you know, when I meet these guys that I watched when I was a kid, it's still, you still go, you still feel like that little schoolboy, you know, who would, uh, who walks up to them asking them for their autograph. <laughs> it's really weird. Yes, it's it's amazing, and the fact you know you can you know that just uh, down to us as yeah. well. I've got uh, had one plan for this week, but is um is in South Africa and he's playing um he's playing golf, and I thought you know what it's nearly Christmas, people just want to have a break, so yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> to give him a break. But yeah, we got some more uh, more interesting players, you know, for for next for next. Um, for next year, and uh, yeah, if our listeners could, you know, could uh, tell us, you know, which players they would like us, they, yeah. they would like me Good to idea. interview. I know you owe me too. You've got a Nigel Owen in your pipeline, and you got GP no, I, as well. I, well, I haven't got him in my pipeline. I need to do some work on this. So, you know, let's <laughs> not. <laughs> Come on, it's always me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it does require lots of work as well. But um, you know, so far I've been very, very pleased. And thank you very much. Thank you, Serge, Olivier, Hayden, Max, um, who else? And all the others, you know, you've met you, uh, Andrew, Mert, you know, you met uh, Anthony Hill as well. Yeah. So, French lesson. Okay. It's going to be very brief because I spoke for ages. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I was starting to doze (laughs) off here for a minute. (laughs) You can't doze off with me. Uh, It's impossible. It's impossible. Impossible. Okay, French lesson. I've got an easy one. It's in relation to the rugby, uh, to the champion, European Champions Cup. So, pool. You know, we say, you say, you pull A, pull B. How do you say pull in French? Pull. Yes. 
No. You know what I'm referring to, you know, in pool, pool A. Pool A, no, pool A is chicken, isn't it? <laughs> Say they come cracking French jokes now. This is incredible, isn't it? It just shows how far I've come. Pool A, chicken, marvelous. <laughs> so pool A and pool B. So how would you say, how would you translate pool A, pool B? Pool B, pool A. Actually, you're not too far, actually. So it's a, what you call it, a, we, we change if French people, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just change. Everything. We Boxing just... Day, <laughs> customs regulations, everything. Just change everything. So pool A. Pool A basically remains pool A, pool A, except the spelling. So the spelling now is P-O-U-L-E, okay. which is a pool is, in pool is a hen. Okay. So that's the French logic. Okay. For you. So we, we 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 kept the same pronunciation, but we changed the spelling, right. and the okay. spelling is completely okay. different. It means a hen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Christmas time. So I bet we got you know ask our. Um, some of our rugby friends yesterday on Twitter to give us some a few jokes and add some really good ones. Some of them are not uh, rugby related, but hey, come on, it's Christmas. It's a crazy time, you know. We need to, to have a laugh. So, uh, but first, let's start let, Let's start with you. You know, which joke do you have for I me? I have a joke. Have, have you heard about the Good King Wenceslas pizza? No. It's deep pan, crisp and even... Alice, it makes you laugh. <laughs> and this is this is my own. When I was young, we were so poor. My father gave me an empty box for Christmas and told me it was an action man deserter. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, I've got a few here. What Kyle Sinclair favorite Christmas carol? Carl Sinclair, I don't know. It must be something to do with props. Is it um, uh, while shepherds watch their props by night or no? All scrum, all ye oh, faithful. Very good, very good. <laughs> um, okay, why were Mary and Joseph unable to meet the three kings? Uh, is it because is it something to do with social distancing? No. They weren't from the same household or... No, go on. No, I don't know. Well, it's not really funny, but it's... Uh, because there was no room at the inn. Okay. You know, one of the best... One of the best jokes I ever said, uh, apparently, according to my... To our followers, our thousand of followers that we have. Go on. The best one, because I, I did, you know, a little quiz. Uh, did just, you know, being a marketer, I did a research you know, marketing survey. So I asked them, which joke did you like the best? And the one was, what do you call a Welshman in a World Cup? Oh, no, 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 no. The referee, is it Nigel Owens? Is that it? Yeah. Yes, Nigel Owens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was one, there what? was one other one, so I don't know if I can say this. It might have to be cut out, but. Do you know? Yeah, I know the one you. Do you mean. know yes, yeah, why know. they couldn't do a nativity play? 
in let me think let me think of somewhere do you know why they couldn't do a nativity play in Brittany uh, je ne sais pas I don't they know. couldn't find three wise men and a virgin <laughs> Yeah, the same applies. Sorry, Brittany. I, no, I love Brittany. I love pancakes. <laughs> I love Calvados. I love so you know. It's just a joke. Calvados is for Normandie, but I heard the same was... exactly. You know, for for Wales as well. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same in every country. <laughs> uh, what position does the Christmas health play? Christmas what? What does what position does the Christmas health play? health? Yeah, elf. Oh, elf. elf. Oh, um, yeah. what position? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, scrums, uh, scrum, uh, fly half. I don't know. I don't know. I've not, I can't think of it. What? Outside Santa. Outside Santa? Yeah. Oh, Outside Santa. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting worse, isn't it? Oh, some brilliant, brilliant one. Let me double check if I got some more. Okay, some some I can't say over the line. That would be too rude. Uh, if you want to know, you have to go to my Twitter. Um, uh, I think we are we are good at. Yeah, I think we better. I, I think, think we, we better draw we, a line there before. <laughs> yeah, before we start getting legal yeah. action. Yes, no, it's all, all, all uh, good, good fun anyway. So, et voilà, another year finished. Wow, it's incredible, isn't it? Our first season, season one, uh, completed as yep, well. Yeah, and we haven't been relegated yet, so that's good. We will we'll be back uh, after Christmas, and just to say thank you. To everybody, we know these are really difficult times and we hope somewhere along the line, if we've just given you one smile, then then our, our work hasn't been in vain. And stay safe, enjoy Christmas and, you know, things will hopefully get better in the new year. Yes, it will. It will. And I'm one, I will be one year older as well on the 29th of December. But uh, I, I just I, I stopped counting at 21. <laughs> oh, 31. I think that's, uh, that's perfect that way. So I hope to receive uh, lots of uh, nice little presents. See, you got that in, didn't you? Your, your, te- your Twitter feed is going to be going <laughs> mental on the 29th. <laughs> Anyway, Joyeux Noël to all our wonderful listeners. I hope that we made um, your knowledge of um, of top foot in Europe and football a little bit more uh, informative and interesting and fun, and uh, and that you've been able to learn a few few French words as well. And uh, yes, and we love being in touch with you. So send us anything you want. Give us your feedback on. On, on our Twitter account, Mike or myself. And we have a rugby French rugby connection to Twitter account as well that you can you can leave your, your comments in. Well, bon anniversaire for the 29th, uh, Veronique, and uh, Joyeux Noël. Joyeux Noël, how do you say that? Tell me how to say that. <laughs> Joyeux Noël. Joyeux Noël. Goodbye, English friends. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Everybody. Merry Christmas. Au revoir. Bye, au revoir.
Tout blanc de neige blanche Un vieux monsieur s'avance Avec sa canne dans la main Et tout là-haut le vent Qui siffle dans les branches Lui souffle la romance Qu'il chantait petit enfant Oh, vive le vent, vive le vent Vive le vent d'hiver Qui s'en va sifflant, soufflant Dans les grands sapins verts Oh, vive le temps, vive le temps Vive le temps d'hiver Boule de neige et jour de l'eau Joyeux, joyeux Noël, où mille bougies, quand chante vers le ciel, les cloches de la nuit, et dans chaque maison, il flotte un air de fête, partout la table est prête, et l'on entend la même chanson. Oh, vive le vent, vive le vent, vive le vent d'hiver, qui s'en va sifflant, soufflant dans les grands sapins verts. Oh, vive le temps, vive le temps, vive le temps d'hiver, boule de j'ai jour de l'an et bonne année grand-mère Et le vieux monsieur descend vers le village C'est l'heure où tout est sage et l'ombre danse au coin du feu Mais dans chaque maison, il flotte un air de fête Partout la table est prête et l'on entend la même chanson Oh, vive le vent, vive le vent, vive le vent d'hiver Qui s'en va sifflant, soufflant dans les grands sapins verts Vive le temps, vive le temps, vive le temps d'hiver Qui rapporte aux vieux enfants leurs souvenirs d'hier Sur le long chemin, tout blanc de neige blanche Un vieux monsieur s'avance avec sa canne dans la main Et tout là-haut le vent qui siffle dans les branches Lui souffle la romance qu'il chantait petit enfant Oh, vive le vent, vive le vent, vive le vent d'hiver Qui s'en va Soufflant dans les grands sapins verts Oh, vive le temps, vive le temps, vive le temps 